Hi, hey, welcome everybody. back. I'm Kathleen. I'm Kim, and you're, you're here with us at Uncomfortable, Uncomfortable Conversations, Conversations with, with the K&K Twins. Twins. So we are laughing because we <laughs> just started this recording, Yeah, we thought, Yeah, we and did. realized that somehow it stopped, and yeah. so we were just talking away, so yeah. anyway. But it wasn't recording. It wasn't. So we're kind of starting over, so just bear with us. We're, I don't understand how we're we can be so technologically, technologically inept. Because I feel like I we're feel like we women. are grown women <laughs> and cannot manage to do this right one time. It's, it's insane. Not I don't know time. what happened. So here we are. Here we so are. we are finishing up unit four of of. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're so good. I didn't even think about it. So here. I know. Hold on. Here you got it. Here I'll do this. Okay. Okay. Untangling relationships yes. by Pat, Pat Springle. Mm-hmm. It's a guide to codependency. Yes. Okay. So. Um, so let me just recap the six basic characterizations or characteristics oh, are we doing that of codependency. Okay. 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 So one is, these are primary characteristics. One is lack of objectivity. Where we don't see ourselves clearly. A warped sense of responsibility. Oh my gosh. We feel responsible for everyone and everything. <laughs> and being easily controlled and controlling others. Which sounds crazy. Like how mm-hmm. can we be controlled right. and controlling others? But that's literally what we do. Yes. We... It's, it makes no in sense. In some situations, but it makes we're controlled, and other mm-hmm. situations, we try to control others. So, yep. And then the emotional results mm-hmm. of those codependent behaviors um, or characteristics are being hurt, being hurt and angry, angry, which sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel. We certainly don't let other people see. Well, sometimes we let them see anger, mm-hmm. but we don't let people see hurt. That Not seems very vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big one if you know. That you feel guilty. Some of us are in denial, um, which is part of lacking objectivity, by the way. Yes. And then, of course, loneliness. It can be very isolating to never um, allow anyone to be close to you mm-hmm. because you're so afraid. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We yeah. crave that closeness, that intimacy, intimacy, that relationship, but we're so afraid that we put up walls and yeah. we push people away. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, we're going to wrap up Unit 4, mm-hmm. and that is about controlled and controlling. So day one. Day one, we talked about how we are controlled by others, and how, and that's kind of a tough one. Day two is tolerating abusive control and what that looks like. Um, on day three, it was about controlling ourselves or the lack of ability to control ourselves. I feel like we need to do a whole. Yeah. We need to work on that one. That's a whole thing. It's <laughs> a whole thing. Um, and then of course, controlling others uh, is what we talked about last time. And this time, we're going to talk about the patterns of control. And then what we're going to do is kind of talk about some ways that we've seen ourselves grow, how we would have, how we would have handled things in the past and and how we handled it this time and just Mm -hmm. um, what growth looks like in, Mm -hmm. in everyday life. Right. And it's interesting because I think even sometimes how we now process things that Mm -hmm. are happening around us Mm -hmm. is even different than we would have before. For sure. The way I take in stimulus and data and process it through and how I think about it is different. Well, I feel like, you know, there's a there's a lens that we look through. Like we're wearing glasses that are filtered through this codependent, unhealthy way of doing things. And when we change our glasses to glasses that are a different prescription, but then that prescription is one of health mm-hmm. and healing and wholeness. Right. Um you're looking through a different lens, and so the way yeah. you respond is completely different. Exactly, exactly. So, so talking about 
This is day five of unit four. Yes. We're talking about patterns of control. So whether we're being controlled or we're controlling other people, certain patterns develop in a person's life. So some people are so afraid to be wrong mm -hmm. in any given decision that they become passive and indecisive. They can't decide whether it's what job to take yes. or what restaurant to go to. Yes, they or just, what to eat at the restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> paralyzed by fear of making a wrong decision, of making a mistake. Others feel such a strong need to be right that they state their opinions dogmatically, demanding that others choose to be for them or against them. If you don't agree with them, you're not for them, you're against them. Um, between these extremes is, mo is mature moderation. So the ability to form and state opinions without demanding that others agree with you. And I think that's important because mm -hmm. Who wants to be around somebody, number one, who can't make a decision, who doesn't trust themselves? Right. Who wants to be around somebody who makes all of the decisions? Right. And nothing you could say is, is right. Um, and you can never, you know, share an opinion and, and be respected for it. So you don't want either one of those. So that mature moderation is really, really important. But behind this indecision, this, this fear is really just a fear of making the wrong decision uh, and a wrong choice. And the fear that someone else will know that I made a wrong choice. And um, I think we've all done this. I hope I hope she doesn't mind me using this, but my, I can give you an example. My sister went through this um, when she was considering a second marriage. And her first, mar her first marriage was not a healthy one. It was an abusive marriage. And I think it took her a lot, I know it took her a long time to make the decision to marry again because she thought, well, what if I make the same bad decision? What if I, she couldn't trust herself. And that was a really scary place to be, and it took a lot of work on her part and healing for her to be able to trust herself um, to marry the wonderful man that she's married to now. Um, now, I know Kathleen loves to talk about the next one because she's got a personal example um, <laughs> of those people that we know who have to be right. I'm back. <laughs> Let's talk about those people that have yes. to be right. Yes, and I think codependence can, can display that characteristics for sure at different times but we all know that one person we might have more than one <laughs> i may have been married to one but um <laughs> but this person has to be right all the time and you have to agree with them and he will try to browbeat you and push his point and push his point to try and force you to finally acknowledge that he's right okay um i'm exhausted and just this listening guy, to i know and this is like a guy exhausting. that i worked with he was bright articulate and persuasive he was a salesman and when he speaks, he states his opinion as if any sane person would agree with him and only an imbecile would disagree. Right. What kind of fool are you? And you know, we've, we, we kind of have that in our climate, our political climate today. People are really taking this all or nothing stand yes. that if you disagree with me in my position, mm -hmm. you're an idiot. You're yes. a horrible person. Yes, and we cannot you're, be friends. Yes. We cannot like... Yeah, we just if you can't be my friend, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, we used to be able to agree to disagree yeah. and allow everyone to have their own opinions and their own um, we beliefs. Used have, we used to have mutual respect. Yes, I really feel like that's gone. That that you can't respect anybody who disagrees with you right. anymore. It's crazy, and that's yeah, that's it's not crazy. healthy. I, I feel like we're becoming more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are we becoming more and more codependent as a society? As a society, perhaps. Huh. So that's, that's interesting. Ooh, right? Think about that. That's going to be another episode. I feel like that's a whole episode. <laughs> we need to review that. So, mm. But the people who 
like follow this guy or support this guy. I think he's wonderful. They yeah. just think he's, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. But others avoid him, especially if they have disagreed with him and have aligned themselves against right. him. Or he feels, looks at them like they're his enemies. He's branded them his enemies um, because he has these very black and white attitudes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those people avoid this guy. Um, but he forces people to take a stand for him or against him. That is not healthy. No. That is dysfunction. No, absolutely. absolutely. So, um, but we've just, part of the reason why, like I ask myself, why does he act like that? Yeah. But I really believe it's because he is insecure. People like this are very insecure. And though he appears to be one of the most secure people in the universe, he probably feels that he needs just he needs strongly defined convictions to designate who he is mm. he has to define himself even in his own mind so he has to come out really strong and say this is the way it is and if i state my opinions as if they're fact people will believe me and they'll follow me and then i'll feel good about myself That's i feel what like makes i'm them right feel, yes. i feel like i'm validated yes because they are so insecure and i feel like a lot of narcissists are this way where you think they're so secure and they think they're so strong, but really they're insecure. And that, um, mm -hmm. that control and that manipulation and that gaslighting and all of that all stems from insecurity. Like, mm -hmm. I have to control you because I feel so badly about myself. Right. Which... Yeah, you would never think. Right? Because they're so... Really make sense. They come across as confident, but they're just hiding their fear. Yeah. So... These kind of people, they need for others to affirm them. Mm. So they take the risk of offending some people to win others' approval. Sorry, I can't be like that. <laughs> the problem with having old dogs. <laughs> She's going to run. Um, and so when your approval, in any situation, when your approval comes from external sources instead of knowing inside yourself that what you're doing is what's best for you and what's healthy and that you can make decisions that are best for you, that's if it comes from external sources, it's not. It's it's coming from a codependent source and not from a healthy place. Um, but you know, it was interesting. Kathleen and I were talking about um, how different we are and how we would have handled these different situations. Like she was talking about with this work, this individual she worked with, and how it used to get very combative um, and argumentative, and then it became like to a place where she wouldn't even respond. Um, and looking at knowing who she is now if she were in this situation i'm talking about how you see the changes in yourself yes. mm -hmm. um and you were talking about if, if if that person walked into the office today and act the acted the way he did then he would have been gone in an instant like it yeah. would have never even been yeah. tolerated so we right. allowed ourselves to be in these situations mm -hmm. um for way longer than we need to. Exactly. And that's part of where we see our growth is when we don't allow those, mm -hmm. we don't allow ourselves to be right. treated that way anymore. And that's beautiful. It is beautiful. Because I think back now, like you said, yeah. and I think about different situations I was in in different relationships. And whether it's work relationships, family, you know, marriage, whatever. There are things that I would never stand for now. And I look back and think, what was I thinking? Yeah. How did I put up with that? I sh you know, that is so disrespectful or so offensive, whatever. So we see changes in ourselves because yeah. we know that were they to happen now, that it would be a very different story. So, um, so really, it, 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 it boils down to motivation. Mm -hmm. So codependents need to be loved. So we desperately need to feel that, they, that we are loved and that we have a sense of worth. Mm -hmm. Okay, And when those needs are unmet, 
Some of us will try to avoid the pain by being indecisive and passive, while others will try to win approval by being right. Mm-hmm. Gotta be right every time. Take that stand. You know, and we might be both. We might do yeah. at at different times and different people in different situations. We might we might be one or the other. So keep that mm-hmm. in mind too. It's not all one or the other. Yeah, and both of those positions, both. whether you're taking a hard stand and trying to force people to agree with you or if you're being passive and decisive, both of those are designed to get us to the same goal, which is avoiding pain and winning approval. Yeah. So that's kind of what that's about. So in a nutshell, we may cover our fears and insecurities by being dogmatic about our opinions. We demand that people agree with us because we feel their disagreement is a threat to our security. It's like mm-hmm. a personal attack yeah. if you don't agree with me. But that's I feel like that's the climate we're in in the society. Yes. People yes. feel personally mm-hmm. attacked yes. when people disagree with them. Exactly. And that's not even true. Right? And it's, it's not, not personal. But I think when I was before I understood all of this, and I think I would sometimes take things personally, if people disagree with me, then somehow it threatened me because then they're saying I'm wrong. They're, they're saying there's something, and I don't want to be wrong. I needed to win right. approval and validation, and if someone was disagreeing, that means they think I'm wrong. So, okay, so how do you feel about that now? Like, do you care if you people think you're wrong? Not really. Isn't I mean, that something? it's interesting because yeah. now when I hear people talk about things, I think, sometimes I'll just think in my head, I don't think I agree with that, but you know what? It's not worth, like, I don't need to spew out my opinion right. just because someone's saying something I may not agree with. Yeah. I don't have the need to tell them that I disagree with them and here's why to try and argue my case. I can just let them have their opinion. You know what that makes me think of? Tell that me. makes me think of like people on social media who love to like get in arguments on social media with yeah. perfect strangers. Yeah. Like I <laughs> like I That's I'm true. wondering if there was a day that I like, you know, I'm kind of mm. old, so I had a lot of time before social media. Right. So I'm wondering if there was a time where I would have been one of those people that like Wanted to get on there and tell everybody how they're wrong and how right. and argue tell, with them. Yeah, argue mm-hmm. with them. Try yeah. to help them see right. what I thought was right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just interesting. It is. It's, I will say it. It's weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> that when people like argue with perfect strangers, strangers, you're not like they're going to change their, their minds. Mind. Like just, I just like why just are you important to them that they somehow are heard and that they get their that they want to. But nobody cares. I know. Nobody wants to know their opinion. <laughs> like, really? You know? Nobody cares? Like, everybody is so right? involved with themselves Self? and cares so much about right. how they, what they feel. They do. literally don't care. They don't care. They really so, don't. But I wonder if that's kind of like part of that same Maybe dynamic. So. It was, I think it's still a control thing. I do. You know? I definitely We're think it's a control thing. We're trying to control circumstances situations people so that we get our needs met and we get validated and for us to be if someone agrees with us that means we're right and we love yeah. that if they disagree with that they're attacking us and that means we're wrong and we don't like that so it doesn't have to be that way Interesting. so so we wrapped up um, unit four mm-hmm. okay so next time it's unit five we're gonna, it's about hurt and anger we're going to go into that yeah but right now what we thought would be a good place to do this is to talk about some of the ways that we have noticed in ourselves that we have changed that we have grown and found healing yeah. and how we process the world around us in a different way now mm-hmm. so I was telling Kim that I realized I was um, I was asking I wanted my daughter to come and visit me and then we were going to drive down to see some relatives um, in another state and she does have some health issues and so 
But one of the things with her is that I will ask her something, and if she doesn't want to do it, she just won't respond. And it used to make me crazy because I wanted her to just say, no, no, I don't want to do that. But that's very difficult for her. And so, you know, there's codependency going on. So I invited her to come and visit, and then we'd, you know, drive down. And I didn't hear from her. And, and in the past, I think I would have kind of maybe badgered her a bit and say, well, are you coming? Are you not coming? Um, if you don't come, you, this may be the last time you get to see these particular relatives. Or I might have tried to coerce or guilt her, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It never even really crossed my mind. I finally, when I called her, I said, hey, hon, I said, do you, do you not want to come? Because I know you've got some health issues. Or does that, are you worried about that? Are you worried about getting too far from your medical support group, you know, your hospitals and your, you know, doctors and whatnot? And I said, it's okay if, if you don't want to come, if you feel like you can't. And it's okay to say, no, are you, are you worried that I'm going to be upset if you say no? And she said, well, I am afraid because she gets um, infusions like three times a week. And so she said, I am. I'm kind of afraid to get too far, you know, because if something happens, I'm not around my, you know, my doctors in the hospital. She goes and all that. So... But it was really interesting because typically I think she would have been worried about saying no to me because then I would have been like, oh, you need to come and you need to figure, you know, mm -hmm. we need, and just, she didn't have the freedom to say no. Exactly. That's I didn't allow her to without mm -hmm. trying to, um, you know, badger her and bully her and guilt her into doing, coerce her into doing what I wanted her to do. So, and it never crossed my mind this time, yeah. but it did cross my mind that maybe she's afraid to say no. Yeah. So let me give her permission to do that. And I think so that, that, it out there. Be, that being communicative with her mm -hmm. and giving her mm -hmm. the freedom to right. say, like, and you even said, it's okay. Yeah. If you don't, if you can't do, if you can't do, if you can't, if you don't want to, yeah. like, it's, it's okay to say. Yeah. Um, I, that probably did a lot for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I think it's healing our relationship yeah. now that we're interacting on a different level. Yeah. Me talking to her and allowing her to have her own opinions and allowing her to um, set boundaries and say no and do what she thinks is best for her, whether I agree or disagree. I think... Which she doesn't even need to know if you agree or yeah, disagree. There's no point. It's yeah. Like, why does she need to know that? Because it's not going to change what is what she feels is best for mm -hmm. her. And whether I agree with that or not, it's not my decision. Right. And so it's so strange now when I look back and think how I did used to manage that relationship, how I used to try and get her to do what I really thought was right and what I thought she needed to do. I would not think to do that now. Isn't that like that's like I think about that and think, gosh, that feels icky. You it, know, that right? feels cringy. Uh-huh. You know, and so just the way I'm even walking through the world now I think is different. Yeah, I can agree. I can agree. I had a conversation with my dad a couple of weeks ago and um, he <laughs> brought up a situation that had happened years ago that I have absolutely no memory of. And it, he was like, so, you know, this next thing, just don't do what you did then. Because, you know, it really upset people. And I was like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, you know, at, at that place, you know, you were trying to help. In your defense, you were trying to help. But it made people really upset. And so in this situation that we're coming, that's coming up, this event that's coming up, don't, don't do that. Just, you know, let things go wrong. Don't try to help. Don't try and fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and my first response was like, I was angry. Like I was embarrassed. I was like, 
what do you talk? And by the way, he never told me what I did. <laughs> I have no memory of it. He never told me what I did. And then he told me I wasn't allowed to talk to the people I had upset about it. <laughs> so that might be a whole thing in itself that yeah. I need to process and work through. But um, I was like, I really was like kind of very introspective and in my feelings about it because I thought the person I am today, it would never occur to me to insert myself into somebody's private event and go and try to control things and make things and fix things when like it has nothing to do with me. So for him to tell me I did that eight or nine years ago, and at, I remember the event, but I don't remember the situation. And he didn't explain it to me well enough for even, me to even remember it. Um, and because I'm not allowed to talk about it, I can't even go into the, <laughs> bless you, go into the detail that I would normally. Um, but I really, I felt embarrassed that I behaved that way. I was upset. Really? Yeah. I was upset that I hurt the people that I love the most and who, the people whose event it was in an effort to help. And I was like mad that my dad was bringing it up all these years later. But doesn't it feel foreign to you now? Oh, Does, wouldn't that behavior? I, I would feel foreign never. To you? It would yeah. never. Uh, so yeah, okay. You so I think I think I could now. say this part. There's yeah. a wedding that's coming up, and he's like, "If something's going wrong at the wedding, don't help." I was like, "Why would help. I help?" That's our thing. We help. <laughs> we we're, yeah, we're fixers. <laughs> Why would, like, that was my thought. Like, why would I go to this wedding out of town where I don't even know all the other people except, like, the one who's getting married? Why would I do that? But, apparently... Because we want to be the Apparently, heroes. I would. Apparently, I would because I did. And that's how we get validation and yeah. self-worth when we're in a place of dysfunction. And we think and we're right. unhealthiness, right? Dang it. We think we we're do right all the time. We think we're right. We really, really... If, if, if someone would have said some of these things to me even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I would have fought tooth and nail because I was so sure that my perspective, my position, my opinion was 100% right. I think even five years ago, I would have felt that yeah, way. Probably I really do. Too, yeah. I think I was just kind of understanding that I like I I was like oh I think I'm codependent but I had no idea what it meant yeah five years ago yeah yeah so this is the process y'all this is not like process overnight but we want you to know that there's hope and there's healing because one of the things Kim and I talked about when we first started doing this book by the time we got almost a good part of the way through I said good grief this is just depressing and frustrating and I feel hopeless because I'm it's all about recognizing codependency yeah. and how we got there. And seeing how, how we became we are. codependent. That's how it felt. And really recognizing, man, we are really super codependent. But at what point do you start telling us how to fix it? Right. And they do. And we get there. But at the time, it was like, oh, my gosh. I'm, so, I, I'm really messed up. You know? Yeah. But we had to go through that. Yes. We because have to. We, we have because to. we lack objectivity, because we don't see ourselves clearly, mm-hmm. we have to we have to learn. Yes. We have to learn what it means. We have to see those traits in ourselves. Right. You know, we can't. We literally can't change it if we don't know what it is. And yeah, so we that can't learning unlearn process, it until mm-hmm. we see how we learn. We have to yeah. go back to that time of our family of yeah. origin to recognize this accumulated yeah these responses and these triggers and all of these mm, behaviors triggers. you know all these we should behaviors do a whole that, triggers. we should totally because we know we've got a bunch of them we always yeah so you can't unlearn it 
until you understand how you learned yeah. it, why you learned it, where you learned it. And that, that eye-opening revelation yes. is painful. I'll just tell it you. It is. It's not it easy. This is, is a hard journey, guys. But it is so worth it. It is. Because here we're walking around hurting people. Yeah. Hurting ourselves. Hurting ourselves for real. Mm-hmm. When we can live this life of freedom. Yes. Like, my, okay, so, oh, here, can, let, me, let me tell you this. This happened the other day. Tell us. So tell I have us. one child who is um, the fourth of my, fifth, of my five children. Okay. So um, that child has kind of uh, had both sides of me, like the codependent side, and is now... Um, still a child at home, so living with the healing side of and me. And watching you walk through your healing yes. process. And so yeah. that child's very free to tell me um, when I'm being controlling, <laughs> when I'm blah, 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 all the, you know, we that child that. likes to put me in my place sometimes. And so um, that child the other day was like, you know, I'm so stressed out. I, I'm having such a hard time. And I'm like, you are 17 you don't pay any bills. You like live your best life. What are you stressed out about? And so this kid is like, well, I really want to get a job and I want to have money to be able to do things. And I really want to have this and I want to have that. And I went, oh, okay, well, I can get that. And then I had this revelation and I said it out loud. I said, you know what? You told me something that was bothering you and I totally dismissed you and belittled you and acted like it wasn't important. All right, all right. Right? Yeah. And I said, you know what? That was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Right. I should have just listened and empathized instead of trying to tell you how you're fine. Yeah. But that's the old codependent me. Mm-hmm. That, what are you complaining about? It still rears its ugly head and then we catch it. Yeah. And that's progress, though. Right? Because Isn't we, it? we caught it, and you went back and, to address it. And right there, it. in the same conversation, yeah. I didn't even have to go. Yeah. I didn't even have to go it, yeah. and work through it with mm-hmm. my with my partner in crime. <laughs> but and that's progress. Isn't and it? Hopefully, in future, we'll catch it before we even yes. say it or do yes. it. We'll recognize it. it. Or it won't even come into our mind right. to respond that way. Like, that's like with the wedding. Healing. Like, yes. that never, yeah. like it would never occur to us to do it. But that's the healing. That's where you really is. come full circle. It is. But We're not I got to, it. but I think this is part of the example too, is I got to make the mistake. I got to own the mistake. Uh-huh. I got to apologize for the mistake. Uh-huh. And I got to, and that person got to see me work through all of that. Yes, that's that's Which huge. is a big one, too. Because that helps Because her. how many people say, my parents never apologized to me. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to apologize to my kids all the time. Yeah. For the things I did years ago. Yes. And for the things I did at that moment. And I think that's part of the healing, too. Yes. I feel like I'm constantly, not constantly, but I'm like, you know... <laughs> Dang, uh-huh. I did, they, yeah. they tell me something, I'm like, really? I did, I was that kind of mom? Yeah. Man, it sucked to be my kid. <laughs> but think about it. Think about the man who, the example I used earlier, the guy that was a sales guy that had, he states his opinion as that that's the only possible opinion any intelligent person could have, right? Right. But, I totally thought, where was that going? Oh my God. <laughs> Is it about, I was, we were talking about how our kid, how... Oh, apologizing. Yes. That. And then I think about, I can think about a couple other people, two other people that I was actually in relationships with. This was a work situation. Um, but all three of those people, to my memory, had never, ever said they were sorry. Mm-hmm. They never owned their behavior. 
They never apologized. They were never acknowledged any wrongdoing. And I think that is classic narcissism, but the need to be right, the yeah. need to be, uh, the, the fear of ever being wrong because That's, the yeah. insecurity. That codependent part yes, of it too. It has like both part. of it. Has, yes. Yeah. Never being able to say. So if you have a really hard time acknowledging when you're wrong and you make excuses for yourself or blame the person you've wronged yeah. or you're doing something wrong to to try to make it be their fault, you need to really think about that because that is very much a codependent behavior. Mm -hmm. It's also a little narcissistic because you're gaslighting that person and making them feel like what, you do something wrong and then when they call you out, you turn it back on them and blame yeah. them. So that's not healthy either. So, And, you know, if you are, just if, there's healing. There yeah. is growth. There's You can change, okay? It used to be really hard for me to acknowledge I was wrong. It was so yeah. important that I was right for my own sense of my fragile sense mm -hmm. of self-worth and value mm -hmm. for me to be wrong was very, very difficult. So it took all this work for mm -hmm. me to get to a place where I could say, oh, sorry, and own my stuff and be, be wrong. Yes. You know? I actually said yesterday, <laughs> I actually said yesterday, um, like, I, I think I said something. I said something to my fiance and, and he goes, well, I just think you're being sarcastic. I'm like, no, 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 I'm really wrong. Like, I'm really owning it and saying I'm wrong. And I said to him, I, I said, I know you're not used to hearing me say I'm wrong, and that's because I'm very rarely wrong. <laughs> but when I'm wrong, I own it. <laughs> Which might be part of how I'm working yeah. through this not liking yes. being wrong thing. But I do. I, I like. I can own. I don't like being wrong. Yeah. But I can own it. Nobody does. I can own it. I she can was like, like when I say to her, you know what, Kim, you were right. That was right. She'll say, say it again. Say it again with feeling. You no, know, say it again. I, here's what I really say. Yes, I go say it again. And next time, use your sexy voice when you say she it. She loves it when I say You were right, Kim. I really you do. Know? So, I do. Yeah. I love it. So if it's hard for you to tell someone else that they're right or give someone else a compliment or be, or, you know, um, you know, just give somebody else the ability to shine accolades, or yeah. have credit or whatever, yeah. that's a problem. That should tell you, too, that you have that's codependency a, yeah. because you're not able to share that spotlight mm -hmm. with anybody else because you're so needy for your own. Mm, that's powerful. Right? That's powerful. That's a good place I just to end. made that up. You just, <laughs> but it's true, though. You didn't make it up. Like, right, yeah, yeah. You shared but, the truth and the wisdom right, of what exactly. you've learned. But I do want to share one other example. Okay. And this is a kind of the opposite because I know in the past when somebody snapped out at me or said something you know that I felt was 